0: Okay, welcome everyone. My name is Josh Baldavino and this is the Cashflow Happy Hour podcast. Today, I am super stoked to be joined by five other real estate investors. And while they have a tremendous deal experience, today I wanna talk about kind of a hot topic that I've uh, been hearing about lately. And it's just marketing, digital marketing, social media use, and how that impacts real estate investing. So let me bring the guests on full screen here. And uh, we'll start, I have Zasha, I have Sean DeMartell, Sean Pan, Irish, and Austin joining us today. Hi, guys. How's everyone doing? Hey guys. Good. Thanks for having us on. What's so I know up, this is going to be uh, a little fun because I have five panelists, including myself and all of you I know have so much to say. So we'll continue to do a round robin here. Um, Feel free also, if you want to take a second device to kind of look at it on YouTube, I can pull some of the comments that come up as well. Um, But let's just start off real quick and tell the audience a little bit more about who you are, what you invest in, and what social media platforms you're on. And Zasha, why don't you go first?
1: Aloha, everybody. I am Zasha from Maui. I invest here. I do um, flipping through with partners and i also do long-term rentals as well and my main uh, social media platform is instagram at invest with Sasha.
0: i love it and there was actually one more question i need to know what's in your glass if you have something in your glass today
1: right now there's just water because it's 1 30 p.m <laughs> <laughs> not five five o'clock yet not five o'clock
0: <laughs> fair enough well thank you Sasha. Shanti material tell us tell us a little bit what's in your glass and what and what you do and I think you're muted again, sir. Oh, still muted. We'll circle back to you. We'll go to the other Sean, Sean Pan. What's in your glass and what do you invest in?
2: What's going on, guys? Uh, my name is Sean Pan. I'm an investor here in the Bay Area. In here, I have this giant jug of water. <laughs> and uh, I invest in out-of-state rental properties. My fiance and I have around 23, I think going on 24 units out-of-state. Uh, we recently converted my old house into a long-term fully furnished rental and I've flipped properties in the past and I'm also a hard money lender. So happy to be out here. Love it. And Irish, let's jump to you.
3: Hey guys, what's up? My name is Irish. Um, I have a property, a single family rental buy and hold and I am currently looking to get into short-term rentals. Um, I have Blue Bottle right over here my third oh. cup of coffee for today no adult drinks yet but happy to be here
0: uh thank you thank you and coffee already at four thirty. i guess that doesn't affect you uh austin sir what's in your glass and what do you do
4: yeah hey guys uh my name is austin in my glass we have some bourbon in uh, a glass represented by the best team in the nfl the niners uh, just to, you know, uh, quick plug. Um, I live here in the Bay, uh, California, and we buy single-family homes. Our mission is to help 1,000 home renters become homeowners, so we do lease options and rent to own, and we're also now looking at multifamily in Texas.
0: I love it, which then is a perfect segment, I guess, to Sean D. Martell. Let's check that mic. And Sean, say hello. What's in your glass?
5: What's up, everybody? Uh, can everyone hear me now? Am I, yes. Am I good? Awesome. Got it fixed. So in my glass, I got a cab. I am drinking some uh, some vino tonight. Um, so that's my drink of choice most of the time. So loving it. Um, myself, Sean D. Martell, I am a multifamily... Um, apartment investor. My partners and I reposition multifamily po- uh, properties, buy apartments with our investors, usually via the syndication method. Um, and the primary social media platforms that I'm on are Instagram and TikTok. Uh, really been focusing the most on Instagram lately, uh, but I pretty much just keep it to those two.
0: Sweet. Well, I can't uh, you know, stop you from a good cab. So cheers to that. Cheers, um- brother. Although I do have a, it's a little bit of a red blend that's part cab, part petite syrah but that's a little more geeky, I guess. Sounds um, good. For those who don't know who I am, my name is Josh Baldovino, and I invest in Columbus, Ohio, and I have a short-term rental uh, that's going to get launched in Joshua Tree. I eventually want to move into multifamily, which is definitely why I've been following uh, Sean and some of the other uh, guys over here who are also thinking about that as well. But for those who are just jumping on, today we are talking about how social media can benefit your real estate investing. So there's a few things here that I saw. Um, let's just start real, real quick with uh, with you, Irish. Um, one thing that I noticed with you early on is that you know both of us are rookie investors, but you network a ton. Um, how do you do that through social media? You ended up getting a job recently through your networking efforts. So tell us, you know, real quick a little bit about
3: that. Yeah, sure thing. You know, that's a really great question. Um, And I should preface this by saying that when I first decided to get into real estate investing, I didn't know anyone in my own circle that was openly doing it. So my goal with social media was to really build genuine relationships and to have a community of people that I can ask for support, you know, ask for questions um, or even people that will hold me accountable. So I think for me, just coming in and really trying to get to know the other investors was a big thing for me. Um, You know, I've had conversations with people and it would be like a business conversation. But at the end of it, for me, it was always trying to get to know them um and and through that um if we want to you know go ahead and talk about like how I got this job um basically I didn't know like I've never met my previous my current employer I I I never previously met them in person and they posted something I showed up they were kind of surprised that I showed up and I showed face you know made connection with them and continue to connect with them through social and I think from there we built rapport and established like a genuine relationship so that's that's kind of where I'm at right now
0: I love it I love it and maybe you know bring this back to the rest of the panel I'm sure that whether we've been the one outreaching or receiving outreach do the group here have any tips to how you can slide into somebody's dms
5: (laughs) Um, I'm not really one that uh slides into too many dms like myself uh but here and there i have um i would just say don't be afraid like if it's a, a business connection you're looking for and you see somebody that's doing something that you want to do and either you're looking for advice or looking to connect don't be afraid to just reach out because you'd be surprised at what kind of connections you can make just by saying hey to somebody and telling them you're you really like the content they're putting out um as a great example the reason why josh and i know each other is because josh reached out and mentioned that he was enjoying the content I was putting out about apartment investing. So I think that in the real estate business, the more people you know that are doing what it, the particular strategy that you're interested in, um, the easier it is going to be for you to succeed. So I think reach out to as many people as you can um, and go to as many events in person as you can, obviously. But when it comes to the social media stuff, uh, don't be afraid to obviously start making your own content. But uh, reach out to people and whether you're going to ask for advice or just because you want to connect in some way.
0: I love it. Anybody else from the, from the group here?
4: Um, I would say I've, I've reached out to quite a few people on social media. Uh, the biggest thing I tell people is like, be a cheerleader. Like just bring your pom poms, cheer people on, congratulate them when they do something well. Um, the one thing I would say to stay away from is uh, don't come off as like super thirsty uh, you know, like, <laughs> like, don't seem so desperate, because uh, it's a long term relationship that you want to build, right? You don't want to just meet someone and, and get one thing done, you want to build for the future. And so you invest deep in relationships that matter. And uh, yeah, just don't be thirsty.
0: I love it. Uh, one thing maybe I'll add to that, you know, as you guys are building relationships on social media, and for anyone's listening, I think, you know, one thing that may help in your dm outreach success is engage with their content before you even decide to dm them um like like austin said be a fan build actual relationships like it post it if you even you know if you actually find value in it reshare it and then after they start to notice it because you'll notice someone reshares you everyone gets tagged even if they're not responding then your dms could have more success um good point uh, how about let's go over to uh, some of the two people that I know who, have, who are really good at raising private money on social media, uh, both Zasha and Austin. I think you guys both speak about raising private money significantly um, a lot on Instagram. Why, how, uh, and kind of what have you gotten from a result of all that?
1: I can go first. Um, yeah. so I have raised private money mainly because people like to see somebody hustling, like to see them putting in work and therefore they believe in what you're doing. So you show them you working on projects befores and afters and for them, you know, especially if they haven't invested in real estate or, you know, you have a previous connection with them, say it's a childhood friend or one of your own friends or family members who sees you on there and they're like, oh, okay, she's really serious. She's doing this full time. And therefore, whenever you put out a post asking for, hey, we got this project, if you want to be a partner, a cash partner, or lend on it, like, let me know, send me a DM. And usually I get a lot of responses because, you know, I've already shown that previous experience and previous projects, uh, and they know how serious I am. So that's really worked for me. And honestly. One of the, or a couple of the investors that I have met with offline who see me on social media, that's exactly what they said. They see, see me hustling on Instagram. So they want to be a part of it, right? They, they want to live kind of through that without having any of the risks. So that's been really um, just by showing people my actions, they want to invest in the projects and I live in Maui, so it's not too, not too bad of a place to invest as well.
0: Yeah. Austin, awesome. Anything else to add on that?
4: Um, private money is probably going to be the single fastest way you can scale your portfolio. So that's number one. That's why I leverage so much. And that's why I love private money and the idea of it so much. Um, I mean, just recently I put a post up on Instagram for a flip that we have in the Bay and it was funded within three hours, right? Like a total budget of $400,000 with purchase and rehab funded just like that, Um and I don't say that to flex or like to, you know, to gloat, but I say that to show like it is easy. Like, like if you just put the work in, it's actually easy. People want to be a part of something. Everyone innately wants to know that they're a part of something bigger than themselves. And so people will put themselves out there. Um, but similar to, similarly to Zasha, like I use private money for anything. Like you want to fund a rehab? Perfect. I'll take your money. Like, <laughs> you know, you want to pay for the new water heater? I'll take your money. That's fine. You know, you want to you want to fix the foundation in this new rental. We can do that, too. Um, And so I don't limit it uh, necessarily. But if you're looking to scale your portfolio and not be limited by how much capital you have personally, private money is the way to go. Okay, I like it.
0: I like it. Anyone have any other thoughts about raising money or anything?
5: Yeah, I would uh, just kind of add on top of what Zasha was getting to with. Um, I think when you have a social media, right, like something like Instagram and you're sharing what you're doing, that's you're building trust. And I think Mm -hmm. that's like the most important thing that people got to understand, because, you know, let's just take, you know, let's say you're getting into this business, you're a newbie and you have lots of friends and family or even people that do know you that might have money to invest. Well, they might be thinking to themselves, well, I don't have since when is Sean, this guru real estate investor, this guy's an air traffic controller. I've never seen this guy do real estate ever. Like uh, why would I invest with him? But if over time you're showing them like, look, I just look at this 32 unit apartment complex I bought. Here's the, here's the before renovations Uh, keep watching and you'll see how this unfolds. And over time they're watching you turn this apartment complex around or they're watching Zasha before and after photos. And then she's showing and sharing uh, how much profit she made. That's going to start building trust. It's going to be like, okay, Zasha's got something going on here. I mean, I just watched her do like three homes, and she absolutely killed it. Um, I want a piece of the action. So I think that if you are interested in putting yourself out there on social media, uh, consistency is going to build trust and bring and attract investors. That's really the key.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's that's. I think it's documenting the part of the process, whether it be good or bad, right people want to know the full story and if you're sharing the full story then all of a sudden you get to change that identity a little bit and share a little bit more that hey i'm an investor too mm-hmm. right um does anyone have any other tips about raising private money on social media or forming partnerships or anything kind of that same
5: well, I would say if you are going to raise money on social media, make sure you're doing it the right way and educate yourself because that's another important thing that we haven't touched on right here. But I would say make sure you look into SEC laws because if you're going to say, hey, I'm raising money for this project coming up and somebody reaches out to you that's interested in investing and you don't have a pre-existing relationship with that person, um, that's going to be construed as advertising. And I won't get into all the minutiae on the laws and how those pertain to you but you could get yourself in a lot of trouble and be breaking sec regulations if you don't understand that and utilize your social media properly
0: thank you sean for the quick legal disclaimer and again for anyone who's watching this is not legal financial advice yada 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 right. yada uh, but let talk with uh, an sec attorney you know as you start to get deeper down the funnel there um, and actually that's a good point just to kind of talk about this question here that we got in the chat. So from Tiffany, what books resources uh, educated you on raising private money just while that's relevant.
5: And um, the there's group? a book, what is it called? Raising private capital is like literally the name of the book. Um, I'll go run and pick, grab the book here in a second just to make sure I get the, um, I get the author's name correctly. But if you just like, Google that. Um, I, it'll it's on Amazon. So raising private capital for real estate, there it is. is. That hey, that's yeah. it right there. Yeah. There so you. grab that book. That's a really great one. Um, to go off of. Uh, there's a bunch of them out there. Um, but I think that starting with reading something like that will definitely get you, get you going where you need to be. the Right direction.
4: Yeah, I'll throw in this book too because that book, raising private capital, is very much nuts and bolts of the money raising. Um, There's another book called Getting the Money by Susan Lasseter-Lyons. That's more mindset and beginner stages of raising private money. That's key because a lot of the things that are going to keep you from raising private money is all mindset. Most people are afraid. They don't want to sound desperate like they're begging. Uh, They're afraid of borrowing money and then messing up. Like, Get that book, Getting the Money by Susan Lasseter-Lyons. It'll resolve all issues with mindset. I
0: love it. Oh, Sasha, go ahead. and saw
1: that on mute. Oh, so another thing I want to say, too, is never um, restrict yourself or think like, OK, this is the only amount of money that I can raise or I'll just raise the rehab funds. Um, I met with a private lender. I uh, printed out just like a packet uh, for him to see. And I was under the assumption like, OK, he could only lend 200 for the rehab when the total project cost with purchase and closing was going to be 800. And so I went and I was like, oh, yeah, we're raising 200. He's like, well, what if I want to fund the whole thing? And I was like, "Okay, we could do that, too. (laughs) So (laughs) always just keep an open mind. And I was really scared on my first meeting um, with a private lender. I thought I had to have all the interest rates and everything set the terms. But honestly, it's it's a relationship based capital finding right so you can meet up talk about it but see where they're at and then you know you don't have to be so strict with it and i just love it because there's there's no real way that you need to do it right and real terms that you have to go by they trust you if somebody trusts you and like sean said earlier you build that rapport with them and it's really about the connection between you guys and moving forward Mm
0: yeah yeah and i think you know as we're talking about where's my little banner here right how social media impacts your real estate investing and again relationships 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 the weird thing about social media is that people know what you're doing even if you didn't tell them right like when you would have a baby and but you never talked about having a baby with them before with them but obviously having a baby and having that conversation (laughs) Austin's like oh how does that work (laughs) um but you can actually start you know they can get to know you which is as everyone always says that's the no like and trust right um okay so let's pivot a little bit uh sean pan i want to ask you a question so sean you have a podcast i think you've had a I don't even know how many episodes that you've had. And the, the way that I actually I found you, Sean, was through YouTube when I was first getting started and thinking about using hard money for one of my early on rentals. Um, how has having a YouTube and podcast helped your hard money lending side?
2: Yeah, great question. Um, I think this goes out for anyone that's in sales in general. Having an online social platform makes your job as a salesperson like a thousand times easier. Because um, instead of going out there making cold calls to prospective clients, you know, if I'm going up to other investors saying, "Hey, I'm a hard money lender, please do loans with me," they're gonna think, "Who's this guy?" You know, I don't know this person; he has no background. Versus the other way around, we have guys like yourself calling me. From that warm introduction right there, it makes it so much easier. Like when they need a hard money loan, I'm one of the first people that they think of, or they'll at least ask me questions first, so we get the opportunity to do the loans. Um, so yeah, having the YouTube channel, podcast, and meetup groups locally in the Bay, make my job a lot easier. So I'm not out there, you know, cold calling prospective clients every day. I'm just taking inbound leads and nonstop.
0: So a follow-up question for you. When did you start being a hard money lender? And when did you start the YouTube and podcast in relation to those?
2: So I was actually doing content before that. Okay. Um, I guess a quick background for, my, for me. I used to be an engineer. I uh, went to school to be like an engineer working on satellites. Um, but I didn't like it. So I went into real estate, like many of you guys here. Uh, I bought properties out of state. I was flipping homes. Uh, and then I wanted to create the content because I felt like it was more interesting to create content and share my journey and share my tips and whatnot. Um, so when, when I left my job uh, as an engineer, you know, for a few months, I thought I would be doing real estate full-time. I realized I actually had a lot of free time on my hands. And I was already referring business out to this lender that I was using personally. And because I use them, I have my experience as a client I have experience dealing with other hard money lenders. So, when they invited me to join, uh, I said, Yeah, it makes sense. I was already giving them months' business anyway. So, now I'm back working another full time job, but it's in a field that I enjoy. And so, full time, I'm like talking to other investors, seeing what deals they did. In fact, right now, I just went, I came back from my job site over in Menlo Park where someone was doing like modular homes. So, like that's my full time job now to talk to investors and like see the cool projects that they're doing and then hopefully fund them.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's an awesome timeline. I mean, does anyone have any, does a group or anyone in the comments at all in the audience have any questions for Sean Pan at all about, you know, how he's using this for the sales side? Um,
2: yeah, I think it, it applies to anything, right? Like if you are in sales, whether you do like loans or your real estate sales, having that social presence really does help you. Um, you've, you'll see in other conferences too, like real estate agents, they're saying Instagram's the next best thing because you can post all of your listings you can show your stories of all the different things you're doing. And so now when people are buying real estate, you're top of mind. And so instead of sending out like direct mail or door knocking, they just know you because you're all friends. I love it. I love
0: One it. One
4: thing uh, I, I like about Sean's social media content is I've seen people recycle, recycle content on all platforms, right? So what's on their Instagram is the cover photo of the podcast that they just put out. And that's all they have. Like, that's all they do is they recycle the same content with Sean. I, <laughs> I'm not pointing fingers, Josh. Uh, with Sean, his podcast is like separate. I feel like, Sean, you don't, you barely even post about your podcast, but it's still thriving. And then your Instagram is something completely different. And so I just, just high five to you for being able to uh, have two accounts that are thriving and doing well and getting referrals.
2: My fiance tells me I shouldn't do that. I should just dump everything at once. But I'm like, I like having it <laughs> separate. It's nice.
0: You know, we'll have to get her on next and see what, you know, her thoughts are in terms of, I mean, but I know that she's also not just in the real estate side, but on the personal finance side, right?
2: Yeah, she's much um, smarter than me, for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, we don't know that. Smart's relative term, depending on whatever you're comparing. Um, okay, so speaking about podcasts, uh, Sean, the other Sean, Sean Dumartel, you have a podcast called uh, The Multifamily Takeoff. Uh, tell us how, why did you start it? When did you start it in relation to your investing? Uh, and then how has that benefited your investing?
5: So, we started that um, right at the beginning. Like, it was actually started before we purchased our first multifamily property, which was a 32 unit, which we're selling right now, by the way. But um, that we, the reason we started it was because we were re- doing a lot of reading and listening to other podcasts. Um, and uh, there's a, a person we follow named Joe Fairless, who's a really big in the syndication community. And he wrote this great book and he talked about, you know, what it takes to raise a lot of capital on a continuous basis. And it's, you know, having some type of uh, content platform where you're continuously teaching and bringing on experts, whether that's, you know, obviously podcasts or, or what have you. I uh, talked about, you know, making your own meetup and he went down this entire list. But one of those things being a podcast is just this great way for people to consume your content. Um, and learn from you and start building that trust. So it was partially to get started with that early on, uh, start building a listener base that maybe one day would blossom into investors. Another part of it though, was also because we legitimately wanted, since this was early on, to learn from lots of other experts. Uh, We were listening to a lot of other podcasts where it was like typically a shorter format, maybe it was 30 minutes or something. And like, they would just get, they wouldn't really get under the surface very much. And I would have all these questions that I'm dying to ask the person. I'm like, ah, why didn't you ask them about how they did that? <laughs> um, so then we're just like, well, let's just make ours a lot more um, in the weeds on how they you know, did each of these steps, basically, right? So the whole concept was to start building that uh, following And really just get in there and ask the questions that we were dying to ask uh, these experts. So right out the gate, uh, we were having on or inviting on the top experts in multifamily that, you know, whether it was like the Jake and Geno's that were already popular, the Michael Blancs. We got Grant Cardone on er early on and we just wanted to start asking them, you know, the tough questions, the the really specific ones. So that's really why we started the podcast and it started to be successful really early on.
0: I love it. I mean that's also yeah. just because it's very practical uh Thank you. someone else is gonna say something
5: no oh did somebody no question
2: well i'm gonna say i second that you know again i have a podcast almost like 250 episodes now it's honestly it's it's free consulting right like you can spend an hour of some real estate <laughs> experts day but normally they wouldn't talk to you right if you're a brand new investor you say oh let me pick your brain for an hour they're gonna be like go kick rocks kid But if you have a platform where you can show them off to, you know, hundreds of potential listeners, then you can ask them all the questions that you want to learn for your own business, just like you said. So, and then of course you get to share it with the world. That's, that's like the benefit. So.
5: Yeah, absolutely. And it was funny because there was oftentimes we were in the middle of our business plan, and I'd be like, "Man, I wonder what we should do with this particular scenario." And we'd have a guest on. I'd be like, "Hey, let's say hypothetically you had a 32 unit and like eight people moved out at the same time." And like, you know, just ask them a question directly to the expert, and that honestly, that came in handy a lot.
2: Yep, and also boost your network too, because now, like you said, you're connected with guys like Rand Cardone or even Jake and Gino, whereas before who are you? Right. You want to talk to me, go pay $30,000 for my course. Right. That's, absolutely. that's how it would have been.
5: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I will say, and just so everyone knows, Zasha had to go pick up uh, to pick up her kids from school. So that's why she had to jump off early. Um, but her, if you want to follow her on social media, all her links should be down below in the description. If not, I will add it onto the post show. Uh, but to kind of add on that, you know, this is also one why I'm hosting this, why, you know, you guys are on with me. I have no idea. But I know for me, while I'm, you know, still growing in my real estate investing, one thing that I, you know, eventually want to be known for is, you know, a guy that can help with marketing in the real estate space too, right? And being able to cut out clips and send that to the investors that you bring on, nobody has time to make clips, right? Like that, like Austin just told me before the call, he hates making clips. Mm -hmm. And if I can make a clip, you know, or two clips from him from the show, all of a sudden he's like, oh man, this guy added some value to me when really... I got the free consulting hour. So, really, who got the value? I love um, it. I don't know. That's just the the fun parts to it. Um,
5: yeah. I'll take some of those clips too. So, that you have my video clips you. next week. <laughs> next week,
4: right, Josh? All the deliverables.
0: <laughs> you know, just just let me know what the preferred platform is, is it Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. I don't know. Um, Okay. So again, anyone in the audience, whether you be on Instagram or on uh, YouTube, let me know what questions you have about social media use um, in the comments below. We do have one here. And this was kind of in relation to raising money. Uh, Are there any legal risks in putting yourself out there and sharing everything you do in real estate publicly? Um, And maybe I'll tweak this a little bit, you guys. And let's just say, you know, what are you guys concerned about? Because yes, there are, you know, like, sean mentioned earlier if you're raising money you're not doing it properly yes there are those risks there but what concerns do you have about sharing on social media
5: um you know that's a tough one because i'm not thinking there's it's rough for me to think of any like legitimate risk because the, my mind immediately went to like well what are the legal risks to sharing things on instagram um again like josh said you know make sure you consult with an attorney because they're there it's kind of a gray area too where like it could be conceived construed as advertising if all of a sudden you're asking for money shortly after showing performance or something like that um really i think the only risk that has bothered me a little bit um and i don't know if this bothers anybody else is there was this i felt like there was this risk that a lot of my peers would think i'm bragging um hmm. and i was actually worried about what a lot of my social circle c- circle would think of me that was like the risk to me with posting stuff oftentimes is like i'd I don't want to come across as like a tool or something when I'm showing people my success in real estate. I really wanted them to look at it as um, me trying to just share to try and help people in a way. Um, but that 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 was always a risk that I think of whenever I'm posting something like, "Oh, if I share the numbers, or are, are people going to think this way of me?" But no, that's just me.
0: <laughs> no, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I know, I, I know that I'm sure you have thoughts on this too, but. I remember my little sister one time, she asked, and she was like, are you rich? How how did you buy six houses this year when, you know, you clearly, and for those who don't know, I still live with my parents, right? So it's like, Mm -hmm. how did you buy six houses? Um, Mm -hmm. And There's different ways to buy them. Uh, But breaking down that process is just transparency. And I did also have, you know, kind of my thought process in terms of, man, how, you know, what will my W-2 think of me? What will people that I know from high school think of me? And it, you know, there's a process getting over that. Uh, Sean Pan, Austin, did you have any of those when you guys start to post more?
2: I don't think so. Um, like, I guess the only bad things are if your property has some issue, like, oh, roof leaked here, or like we're doing a moldy house right now. It's a very fun project. But what if my new tenant sees that video and says, hey, this is my house? Am, am I going to get infected with mold? We did our best, right? We did the whole thing. We remediated it. But now that's out there, that could linger some questions. So it's, I think it's good to show to like, our followers. But hopefully, like, those exact same projects aren't shown to our tenants, right? You know what I mean? Like You don't want them to know exactly <laughs> that that house belongs to us. I think that's about it.
4: Yeah, I'm with you. I've always wondered that, um, especially like when you're rehabbing a property. Like, Man, I wonder if the potential tenant is one of my followers online. Like, what if they're watching (laughs) everything that we're doing now? Of course, you know, as an investor, you have integrity and you have character. So you're doing things as they should be done. But it's still kind of kind of weird. You never know who's watching uh, on social media. Uh, I think someone mentioned earlier sharing numbers. Uh, That's a personal thing. I hate sharing numbers. I hate when I see people share numbers. Um, It almost feels too intrusive and a little tacky. But for some people, that's kind of uh, it actually helps them get more conversation going. So that's great. I just personally don't do it. Uh, And the second thing is I have three kids. And so I don't put them on any of my social media stuff. I don't put my wife on my social media. Uh, And if I do have a picture of them, I put like an emoji face over their face, (laughs) uh, just because they don't have to be out there for the world to see. Uh, So those are the only things that I've really uh, needed to watch out for in regards to social media
0: so let's maybe transition this question a little bit now right and this is one that i I, I helped host a a clubhouse that we talked an hour about this was do you separate your business and your personal accounts and why any takers
5: well um i know that uh you saw my instagram post uh (laughs) yesterday or earlier today so i guess i would start i don't mind starting i i have um in the past and I'm actually just going to stop doing that and just have them combine. So in the past I had at SD Martell, which is the one that if you're watching, you see right next to my name as the handle that was like my personal Instagram. And then I had Sean at pack three capital as like my business Instagram. And I kind of wanted to keep them separate initially because I was thinking, well, I don't really want to share like, you know, see all these business followers. If I'm just like posting photos of me backpacking and stuff, they're not going to be interested in that. Um, And it's not going to be value to them and their content uh but uh business partner my business partner uh, brought up a really great point point and he actually made the initial recommendation and said dude you should just have them both combine because uh people actually want to have that personable side of you uh they want to see you know what you're doing on a daily basis even if it's not real estate um it makes it it might actually even help on the trust front um and he pointed to all of the biggest names in real estate um, whether it's like, let's say a Chris Crone or a Grant Cardone, or, you know, you can go down a list of people that are very popular on Instagram and they are just have, they do just have one account. You'll see them doing personal things. You'll see them doing business things. And I think since, you know, emulating that in a way is what my goal is. Um, I've decided, you know what, I'm just going to combine them, which is good for that reason. It's also good because it's kind of a pain in the buns to me to have to post on two separate Instagram accounts. Uh, so I'm enjoying just now i have to focus on one.
0: So I know I mean, that's thank you for demystifying your Instagram story to me. And I, I like that approach. Obviously, I think, you know, this group knows that I take that approach as well. Before I get maybe Austin's extended opinion and Sean's opinion, for anyone who's also watching, whether Instagram or YouTube audience, let me know. Are you, do you keep it together as one account or are you separate? Let me know in the comments. I'll flash them on the screen. That's just fun for me. Uh, Sean Pan or Austin? I'll let you guys go next.
2: Yeah, I could take this one. Um, you know, when you first asked that, I thought you were talking about bank accounts. And I was thinking like, why wouldn't you separate it? But talking <laughs> about social <laughs> platforms, right? Like Instagram. Yes. Facebook. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. Yeah, so for sure. Um, you know, I actually had the same problem, right? I was thinking, okay, I have my like, I'm underscore Sean Pan account with my friends, me going out and having fun. There's also like the business one where I post like the podcast, I post YouTube video, whatever. Uh, and then from there, I basically had my VA do that separate account, right? He'll be posting like regular content or clips of my videos and whatnot. That account does not perform, right? People don't care too much about these bland accounts of your greatness as a real estate investor, right? Who's going to follow you there? It'd probably be other agents, other title people. It's like, it's not that interesting. However, if you can kind of uh, pepper in your business with your personal account, then they see you as a whole person, just like Sean said. Um, So again, I've done that approach now. I focus all my content on one Instagram page because it, sh- it shows like the business side, but also shows my personality. So they see me as one whole person, not just some like spam bot posting my stuff. And, and that's why, you know, you don't see me putting like my podcast stuff on my Instagram page that much because honestly, it's not that interesting. Like I, I don't, that's so why I don't, I don't advertise a podcast like that. Um, but I do advertise like our flips. I do advertise that, oh, we close on this deal for hard money, right? So um, that's my thoughts on it.
0: Wait, before Austin, you, you go on, Sean, why do you think your podcast is not that interesting?
2: No, the podcast is interesting, but oh. posting like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> episode 230 with this guest. You know I mean, like, it's cool and all. Right. I would love to feature my guests, but let's be real. They're not that interesting, right? I, I still <laughs> do that on LinkedIn and they get like no likes. It's, it's not yep. engaging, right? Because you're not really, like, it's not engaging to make that post.
0: Yeah, I think the only way to do that is you have to make a clip of the highlight of the clip, which is basically, yeah. you know, that you have to do it like Ryan Potato style. There.
2: Basically, mm-hmm. where it's like a video or Joe Rogan style, it's a video. For my podcast, mm-hmm. I only record the audio. I have mm-hmm. the video just so you can look at each other, but I don't want to like dress up for my podcast. So that's why again, <laughs> it's
0: like different. It's also a crap ton of work.
4: I will say. Exactly. <laughs> do all those clips
0: uh austin want to expand it all on the separate?
4: Uh, yeah um so what i've done um is i've turned my real estate account um and you you can see like i made a post about you know what's a secret hidden talent and posted a picture of me with my electric guitar right like i i still maintain a business account but i bring in as much personal content as possible as I can. And honestly, I'm on my real estate account 90% of the time and my personal one like 10% of the time. But my personal one was where again, it's just because of uh, context, right? My wife and my kids don't have to be on my social media account for everyone to see. And so that's important for me. Uh, Same thing like Gary V, right? Gary V says he's the most private public person out there. I didn't even know Gary V had kids, (laughs) because he never talks about them. He never posts about them. And then in one interview, I heard him mention his kids, and he says that I'm the most public or most private public person. And so um, I think it just matters context, you know, what's important to you, uh, where are you headed with your business and your social media accounts? What vision do you have for them? Um, And this has kind of worked for me. I've been able to, I think I've actually exceeded my um, follower count on my real estate one, uh, more so than my personal one. I've I've had it for like, since Instagram started. Um, But yeah, I keep them separate. Um, you will never see that's the biggest thing for me is just my family. You'll never see my family on my account unless they have an emoji face over them.
5: As like in a little experiment too, um, that I found interesting was that I did have my accounts separate, right? And then I've just recently merged them. Um on my personal account, I would often or a couple of times I would share a post from the business account, right? I would say, yeah, you know, if there's some people that have been in my life within the past 10, 15 years or whatever that Instagram's around. Um, maybe they don't know what I'm up to. Maybe they're not they're not aware that I'm doing all of this apartment stuff and raising money for it. Um, so I would share, like, you know, whether it's a podcast thing or every once in a while, I just share something just to see like if I would get a couple people to engage. Um, and you know, maybe they'd be interested in what I'm doing. And it actually worked, but then when I actually was posting on my personal account, I posted, for example, like, hey, you know, I'm gonna be raising money for this deal coming up. Um, if you're not aware, I've been, you know raising money for apartments. All of a sudden, I had like 15 people that reached out to me and said, dude, I had no idea you were doing that. I think that's so rad. I'm super interested. Me and my wife are super interested. And I realized like, holy crap, there's a whole like group of people that I haven't tapped into yet as potential investors, because these people that have been in my personal life at some point had no idea that I was doing all of this. Um, so I think that the move for me personally has been good to start Making a lot of my business related posts on my, you know, about what I'm doing in real estate on my personal account. Um, and I'm also just realizing that the people that even follow me, just because they like my podcast or whatever, will reach out just to make a comment about me doing something personal in my life because you never know how you might connect with that person. Whether they see me like going out doing backpacking in Yosemite and they're like, oh, that's so rad. Me and my wife do the same thing. And now all of a sudden I've, I've struck up this conversation with this person. So I've found that it's, it's been pretty successful for me so far.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think everyone wants to know a little bit behind the covers, right? Which is why vlogging, right? When I became a thing on YouTube got so big because people want to see, oh, he eats there. Oh, he went there. Oh, this is how it like, this is where it works out. Like people want it. Like people are nosy. That's why there's all the gossip magazines, right? And oh, so-and-so is dating so now, right? Mm-hmm. Um And which is why like kind of to Austin's point, right? Like the numbers thing works, right? I'm okay sharing my numbers for our properties. And that's actually one of our top performing videos because people are nosy. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also because I generally wanted, like I didn't know how much money you can make on a rental property. And so I just share everything, right? I don't share my W2 income publicly just because I still work there. And people Mm -hmm. might work, it's just different, right? But on the investing side, sure. Right. Like, that's not a problem. And I don't know why there's that weird stigma, but there is. And, you know, until until then, <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 keep at least that portion separate. Um, kind of spin, uh, you know, kind of moving forward on that same note um, for those, you know, what advice would you have for the audience who is hesitant to post about what they're doing? Uh, what was the aha moment, the mindset, sh- uh, the mind shift uh, switch that said, Hey, I'm gonna let people know what I'm doing and I don't care. Um, for those who are listening, how what advice would you give them?
5: I'll let somebody else go first because I've been stealing the mic a lot.
2: <laughs> I, I'm gonna, uh, well, I'm gonna reiterate what Sean, uh, Dimitral said. Um, that book, the um, Joe Fairley's book, we talked about raising private money. People don't want to do business with people they don't trust, right? so going out there and showing what you do just like being out there and showing yeah your business it really makes them understand like what you're up to um that's honestly why i started my podcast too he said right there create a podcast and by doing that you are now at a certain level and you get more opportunities for being at a certain level it's just that simple
5: yeah absolutely um i think that uh i i want to reiterate again that like even josh made a comment earlier like they they do show the numbers and the highest view count they have is on that episode where they showed uh the nitty-gritty of all of these numbers how they did their flip what the results were Uh, i'd be interested to see like a poll of like hey what would you be interested in me showing on my content would you like me to just keep it a little bit more surface level um with uh what with what i'm doing on a daily you know with, with these properties in general? Um, would you like me to give like some detailed numbers breakdowns? Would you like me to show you the inside of these apartment complexes and the renovations I'm doing? Um, because that would probably, you know, confirm or deny a lot of these things that we're saying right now. But, um, I think that my advice to you is to do more. Like if you're thinking, I wonder if I should post this, honestly, I think you should just post it post what you're doing with your stuff and see the results, uh, do some testing. Um, like recently we visited some of our properties. Um, we did a site visit in North Carolina where we have 150 unit, and 145 unit, and both of them are undergoing lots of renovations because we just bought them this year. And, uh, we actually paid a videographer and said, Hey, follow us around, do make some really good content uh, where I'm just going to show the renovations, what we're doing, how much everything costs. And I did video these videos where I would walk in the kitchen, I'd say, hey, you know, here's these, we just got these countertops installed, it cost us 350 bucks, we had the on-site maintenance staff do it, uh, these are all uh, new cabinet faces, that's how much this cost, and I went down the line, and people loved it, um, they loved it, because they're they're at home wondering, like, man, that, that would be really cool, I wonder how much that costs. oh, how did you get it for so cheap, and then they messaged me, like, how did you get those um the, those cabinets done for so cheap. I've never heard of them being done that cheap. And then I tell them, we'll go to cinchkit.com and da, 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 And now all of a sudden I'm providing even more value. And I guess the point being is, is just experiment, put all kinds of stuff out there. Um, try to be unique too, because like if you're just posting bland content, like there's plenty of that already out there. Um, it maybe the more details you show would help. It's helped me um, exponentially. So I'd say just go for it.
0: I love it. Uh, Austin, before I get to your advice, you know, for the audience that's out there, you know, in a most informal poll at ever, this does not, you know, uh, account for any kind of statistical significance, right? But surface level content or like deep dive in the numbers, put that in the chat, just, you know, just for fun. Um, Austin, what do you got for us in terms of advice and how you can put yourself out there more? Because you do a great job at that as well.
4: Yeah, I think with social media, you've got to figure out what you're even using the account for. Like, what is your actual intention and your vision for this account? Um, I look at my social media account as a business, as a separate business. And so I have a business plan for my social media. I know exactly what I'm headed for. I know why I'm posting content. And that's the biggest thing. A lot of people will get into social media for real estate and they start posting stuff. And then because they have no real vision or clarity of why they're posting then they start stealing other people's content, then it gets bland, then they get jealous, then they start comparing each other, their account to everyone else's account and why didn't I get 10,000 followers and why you know this many posts and uh, so just having clarity about where you're going with your social media account and why you even have it. And then this reality like you just got to know that starting a social media account is a slow build. And so if you're in it for a year and you're like, "Oh man, I'm going to have 30,000 followers," Um, real followers, not bots. I'm not going to pay for any of them, even though a lot of people do. Um, Like, you just got to know that it's going to take a long time. And that's okay. For me, my philosophy with social media is not to have as many followers. It's to have depth of relationship. And so personally, I don't care. Like, I don't care if people like my content or not, because I know that I've met key people and key relationships, key partners that are going to help me get to the next step in my investment journey. And so just get clarity, get clarity on why you're even doing social media to begin with. Learn not to compare yourself. And if you do, figure out how you can uh, work around that. Um, And here's the last thing. I, I, I can fall into that trap of comparison. And so what I've done is I've actually taken Monday through Friday off from social media for the last two weeks of the month. I don't look at it at all. Um, just to recalibrate in my brain, like Austin, you're not doing this to impress people. You're doing this to build relationships and to network. So get clarity. Uh, that's probably the best thing to do.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, having the, why you're on social is important. I think, you know, even for me as a marketer, it's so easy. And you know, on my W2, it's so easy to get caught up on the click-throughs and impressions and the reach and all this stuff. And that's literally what I'm getting paid to do is increase those metrics, um, but on the real estate side, it's different because, like you said, Austin, all you need really you can post all you want. But if you got one guy that says, "Hey, I'll fund 500k on your next deal," well, you know those last posts that you made it could be worth it. Who cares if you have twenty thousand followers? One dude just funded your entire deal. Um, so I think that's you know one thing to think about as you're posting is don't worry about the numbers. And you know, advice that I tell people is you know as you get started, it's going to be slow. Post a 100 times, make 100 pieces of content before you go back and really judge yourself hard. Um, you, know, you know, what your audience might want, you have no idea. Your your, your your sample size, your data set isn't big enough yet to even say, my audience likes this. So you just have to keep posting um, and testing in as many different platforms as possible. Um, and then the last thing I'll say, you know, to get over it, you know, it, I'm sure that you you guys would agree that buying your first rental property, whether it be a single-family house, a duplex, or 250 units, right? So many people won't make that first step, and I think it's the same on social media. A lot of people will always consume, but they'll never create. Uh, and just taking to that first step in creating just completely changes the game. Um, which is why I'm really having fun with this conversation. Um, God, do, okay. you
4: know your, uh, do you know what your? Do you know what your uh, which post is most interacted with on your social media account?
0: I do simply because that's also the number one driver to my somewhat website that I need more help with. Um, but I made some Zillow scraping tool that yeah. went somewhat viral on TikTok. Um, I don't know. I mean, what about you guys? What's, have, have you guys made viral content? Which one went viral for you guys?
5: Uh, one of the ones that's most viral for me, I think on TikTok is one where I explain... Um, I think there's two, one where I talked about how we are able to so cheaply, uh, renovate cabinets. Um, and another was how we were, we saved so much money on our acquisition of, um, stainless steel appliances. Um, those two rent really, really, really viral. The, the most viral one though was definitely, um, the cabinet one. Yeah. I
0: love it. It's a relatable problem uh, solve. Yeah,
5: Sean. absolutely. Sean
0: Penn, what about you?
2: I wouldn't say any of my videos have truly gone viral, to be honest. It's all been like just steady growth through evergreen content. But thank mm-hmm. goodness, the most popular video on YouTube is a hard money lending video. So people watch it and they go, oh, hard money. Cool. And then give me a call. But you know what? Okay. So I will say on the hard money side, one,
0: there's not a lot of hard money lenders. There's not. And there's even less of them who make content about it. Uh, you know, and the, and the quick notion is the loan sharky um but if you're just real with them and obviously people can see who you are and like hey i'm not here to screw you over but this is a win-win for everybody that was what opened up hard money for me so thank you for that no uh, i will say kind of as we're talking about tiktok what are your guys thoughts about tiktok where are you guys on tiktok uh what's your plans what are your thoughts on tiktok versus instagram all that good stuff
4: i suck at tiktok <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know it's, I mean, it's still in its early stages. Yeah, I can't even dance, man. So like, I have no hope for TikTok. Um, it's still in its early stages. I've tried a couple of things. Um, it has not worked. It has not taken off. And so what I've actually done is I had someone who was so kind to reach out to me and say, hey, I want to I learn real estate from you. And in exchange, I'll help you with your uh, TikTok account. And man, that is like the best thing anyone could have said because I just know my strengths, and TikTok is not one of my strengths. And if I try to invest time into TikTok, I'm taking away time from finding private money, and I'm taking away time from what I'm good at. So I want to, I want to do more on TikTok. I just don't know how. Uh, on Instagram, on the other side, I man, I love Instagram. That is the number one networking tool for me. Um, that's like most of my. 10 of my rental properties have come from Instagram. People just seeing what I'm doing and sending me deals. So Instagram is forever my number one, but TikTok, I'm coming soon.
0: I like it. I like it. And it's okay, Austin, we can do electric slide for you because I know you're Filipino, so you can do that.
4: Every Filipino can do the electric slide.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Either of the Shans. So TikTok has been very harsh for me personally. Uh, It's been very good for my fiance. She now has like, Four hundred and eighty thousand followers or something crazy um and i think it still has a lot of potential right um i'm actually trying different things right now with it so hopefully i boom in the future too but who knows um (laughs) one of our friends she started literally two months ago one month ago she now has 2.2 million followers
4: so it's it's possible yeah so it's doable so why isn't she on this call josh why isn't sean's friend now
0: (laughs) it's the fall i you know i I can't give all the goodies on the first episode of you know real estate and marketing gotta come back for episode two yeah
5: Um, next one's people with one million followers or more
0: (laughs) (laughs) i guess i won't be hosting the show then (laughs) um irish welcome back we're talking about your thoughts on tiktok versus instagram what you got for us
3: Hey, guys. Yeah. So sorry. Wi-Fi issues over here. But as far as what I personally use, definitely Instagram, just because I've been using it since 2014. I know it like the back of my hand. So I know, you know, the like the tools to use, how to use all of that stuff. Um, I definitely want to get into TikTok. Haven't done yet, but it's on my list of things to do. I don't know about the whole dancing thing, though. Apparently it's it's a thing to do and uh, make crazy facial expressions while you're doing and doing all the pointing stuff. But Hey, if that's, (laughs) if that's the name of the game, you know, I might as well just do it too.
0: You know, I will say the one thing that I love about what TikTok has done because Instagram right before was everyone needs to be a photographer. Everyone out bought a DSLR, bought a prime lens, tried to, you know, have that Epic travel shot. But what TikTok did is that it made it so that it's about the consistency and the value behind your content more so than having the nice DSLR camera with the mic. Like you can just go around selfie style, say something real quick, and it could go off versus needing a $5,000 camera with a $400 mic. um, That's what I really appreciate about TikTok. And then that transition to Reels. Um, Mm -hmm. Has that changed your guys' content creation process? Do you guys prioritize Reels now since you guys are all team Instagram? Where are you guys at with that?
5: I use Reels for sure. Um, Reels has really made me like Instagram even more. I I was posting on TikTok uh, before and I've honestly completely stopped because I also found that um, I was essentially getting more sophisticated potential investors or real estate uh, interested people on Instagram versus TikTok. I felt like on TikTok, I was getting just a lot more shenanigans in the comment section and um, I wasn't getting engaged by the kind of people I was hoping to get engaged by. Um, And Instagram was the complete opposite. Um, And I just, for some reason, like the platform anyways. But yeah, Reels, um, I I like making my Reels and posting to my story on Instagram uh, much better than TikTok, personally.
0: I love it. Uh, Any other thoughts on that at all? Okay. I guess, uh, you know, as we're coming up to the end of our time here, what I want to know is dig deep into your brains and what has been kind of the most valuable uh, thing you've gotten from social media and your use of social media? Um, Connecting with
2: great folks like you guys.
0: Oh, man, look at that gold star for you. (laughs)
5: Um, an increase. I think that the trust that it's helped me build has been absolutely the greatest asset that it's done because there's plenty of people that have followed me for some time um, and watched what I've been up to. And they didn't invest on the first deal, but then the second deal they did. Um, or, um, you know, they finally spoke up and asked me a question after watching me for some time. So I think that um, giving people a lens into my daily dealings with real estate has been the absolute biggest asset that, um, you know, Instagram in particular has done for me. It's been pretty big because I have raised, uh, you know, some money off of it, a considerable amount of money on these syndications. So I would say that obviously with all that time I put to it, it was, it was worth it in the end. I
0: like it. Irish, Austin, what about you guys?
3: Yeah. You know what? I think, I think for me, it's definitely that uh, and also when, when I document you know my real estate investing, I really just try to show up as my authentic self, whether people liked it or not and that's all right because you know it's, I'm not for everyone. that's fine. Um, and, and vice versa not everyone's for me. And I think because the people that I've attracted um, I'm eventually going to meet in real life and may even potentially work with kind of just like with my situation, I, I definitely just try to show up as, as genuine as I can. Um, but also I think being transparent has definitely helped me just remain kind of level headed with what I'm sharing. Um, I think it's easy for a lot of people, you know, to get caught up with the vanity metrics and all of that stuff. But I think when I try to share my stories and how, how I can share, um, you know, what I'm going through, then it definitely helps other people as well.
0: Like it, the true authentic self. Awesome. what you got for us? What's your, your big takeaway?
4: Um, I think the honestly, it's a selfish thing, but I think the biggest thing that I've gotten from social media is affirmation on um, not as a person but on the mission of what our business is trying to accomplish. right? And so when I say when I tell people we're trying to help a thousand home renters become homeowners, people think I'm crazy. Like like a thousand a thousand homes, are you kidding me? And I've had even my business coach tell me the same thing. He's like, Austin, that's a crazy goal. Like, that's dumb. You're not going to be able to do that. But when I'm able to hear, you know, when I'm able to inspire people by sharing the vision of what we're trying to do, uh, it's just the affirmation that, yeah, this is the lane that I'm in. I'm in the right spot. I'm made for this. I can do it. Um, And it helps to overcome some of the doubt that I deal with as an investor.
0: I like it. I like it. Yeah, those big ideas. Maybe you can talk to Sean D. Martell about buying a 250 unit apartment complex and then converting them into condos and doing rent to own. Um, (laughs) That'd be gnarly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But awesome, you guys. Hey, I really appreciate your guys' time. Zasha's as well. Uh, Before we get off here, the one last thing I'll ask you is what are you guys looking for and where can people find you? Uh, And let's go. Sean Pan, you go first.
2: Yeah, so you guys can find me at I'm underscore Sean Pan on Instagram, but also on my YouTube channel, Sean Pan Invest. Uh, what I'm looking for, um, honestly, I love helping you guys. So if you guys need any loans for your fix and flip projects or for any rental properties, just feel free to reach out. Happy to help you guys there. You know, of course, we are moving to Dallas. So if you guys have any connections there, any good food recs, let me know as well.
0: All right, Irish.
3: Cool. Thank you so much for having me. Even though, you know, I had issues, Wi Fi issues, really had fun uh, chatting with you guys and listening in. Um, but you guys can find me at Irish Invest. I am fairly a new investor, but happy to help or talk to anyone who has any questions in terms of what I'm looking for. Um, you know, as I shared earlier, pivoted from W2 to 1099 now. So I'm looking for lenders who are more so looking at like the balance sheet. Um, and, <laughs> but yes, we, we, uh, feel free to reach out with any of your recommendations. Thanks.
5: Love it. Sean, do you might tell, um, what I'm looking for, um, Nothing in particular, anything that's involving multifamily apartment complexes and, and investing in, involved or around that. Um, I'm also a big Airbnb investor. So anything involving that, if anyone ever has something that uh, they want to share or connect relating to that kind of stuff, feel free to reach out to me. My Instagram handle is at SD martel. That's at S-D-I-M-A-R-T-I-L-E. Um, please feel free to reach out, hop in my DMs. And I'm always willing to help people, too.
0: I love it. And if you haven't seen his, his short-term rentals in San Diego, and it's a beautiful listing. Thank uh, you. Austin, you're up.
4: Yep. Uh, rentals to Retirement on Instagram and on TikTok. You can join the other 10 followers on TikTok <laughs> if you'd like to. Um, uh, what I'm looking for, um, multifamily. Uh, would love to close something around 40 doors before the year ends. Um, And then I just like, man, I just like talking to people in real estate. So send me a message on Instagram. I literally respond to every single message I get, uh, just because I know how many people help me early on. And so send me a message, even if I can't help you, let's just talk about anything. I don't care. Um, Instagram rentals to retirement.
0: I love it, and my take, you know, my my quick plug for those who uh, don't know who I am. My name is Josh Bolivino. You can follow me. For some reason, I like to add the Ua to my name; it just looks better in writing. Um, but I guess what I'm looking for, I'll take anyone up on Austin's, you know, deal that he's got going on. Uh, if anyone wants to learn about anything real estate, I don't know how much value I can provide, but if anyone wants to help cut down clips, because now I have six people to cut clips for right now for this call, you know, I'll take that deal. Um, but uh, Sean times two, Austin, Irish, Zasha, thank you all so much for joining me today. For those who are either watching on Instagram or on YouTube, even on the post play, I appreciate you guys watching. This stuff is fun. Um, my name is Josh Baldavino and this is the Flow Happy Hour. I will see you all on the next one. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, guys.
3: Thank you.